folks, I'm WWE Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and you're listening to the podcast Small Package. Give me a hold, buddy. Ho! Everybody, it's Carp Poindexter here with your boy. It's Traumatic. And today, on a small package show, John Cena is a free agent. Who knows what show he's going to go to, guys? All right. And you know what that means. The the brand split is dead. Also, it's the money in the bank go home for SmackDown. Money in the bank. We got your predictions right here. We got predicts. We're revealing Tier Run Wrestling's Brooklyn Bro. Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Whatever. And minus a bro. We'll get to that. All that and more today on the Small Package Show. Hit it with a bop. It's the Small Package Show right now. Guys, it's the Small Package Show. Day. It was weird. Weird. But fine. Do I tell us. Nah, I don't feel like it. You don't feel like it. It See, wasn't that weird. So weird enough to tell us it was weird, but not weird enough to tell us why. It's just... I mean, just more work stuff. Uh, it's just work drama. Um, shout out to work drama. Friend of the show. Nobody's friend. Work drama is nobody's friend. Uh, I say that like friend is in... It's the... Work drama is the, the guy that keeps showing up at your house, and you don't remember inviting him, but he's always there. Anything cool from E3 you want to mention to the audience? Uh, Throwback well, to the original two episodes of the show before we switch formats. When we were uh, like, on, we're half video on TV. brand. There has been no WWE 2K18 news that has uh, come out of the show, which is weird, as opposed to last year where they used a painting on the wall. To reveal uh, several superstars who would be on the roster, including it was that Rob shit, right? yes, including uh, uh, Sasha Banks and uh, John Cena and Ultimate Warrior. I thought it was a little weak that John Cena was one of the people because it's like, duh, duh. Yeah, it's like, oh, next thing you're going to tell me that Michael Cole's the announcer, right? Mm, okay. Breaking news: John Cena in WWE video game. Um, um, any other interesting E3 tidbits? I mean, I mean we got plenty of time because after the opening segment, Raw forgot to put anything together. So, I guess that's true. We got we got some some time to fill. Uh, I don't know. It depends on what you like. Uh, personally, I'm most excited for probably Far Cry Five. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that, that set looks- in the U.S.? Yes, it's set in Montana, and it's basically Red State, the game. That sounds kind of dope. Um, I saw a thing at a GameStop yesterday when I walked to Home Depot um, that was like, bought pre-order and get the, which I'm against pre-ordering in general, but pre-order now and get like the Doomsday Prepper pack. That's mm-hmm. an Ubisoft game, right? Yeah. So it'll probably be kind of like what Division did with their pre-order shit. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Anything else? Uh the tickled your fancy. Oh. And I'm never no. going to say that phrase like that again. 
Sea of Thieves from Rare for the Xbox One. That seems to be a really interesting thing. Sure. It's about pirates. Oh, is this the one that I've been hearing about for like a while? That yeah, was in development? yeah, yeah. It's I think the definitely second, potentially third year. It's been at E three, and it's it was like it's like somewhat RPG ish. No, it's or am I thinking of the MMO ish? Okay, because you're like you and your friends essentially run a pirate ship mm. and like go out and be pirates. Anyway, anyway, anything else from E three before we get into the into the wrestling? Uh, my goal today is to have raw done in like three minutes or less huh and it's very possible i got nothing so in the meantime you know. i mean it was like oh well nintendo shit like holy fuck i saw somebody post like nintendo one e3 oh absolutely this year um, cause do tell, I thought that microsoft had a pretty solid showing the new xbox console looks Strong looks powerful, um, but isn't the cost kind of a little high? Yeah, it's five hundred dollars. Uh, if you were to build a comparable PC, it would be more than five hundred dollars. Sure. So I mean, but you also kind of need to have a four K TV to really take the most advantage out. But of didn't it. they just come out with the Scorpio? So uh, no, this is the Scorpio. The Scorpio was a working title. The official title is the Xbox One X. Okay, so there hasn't... Between Xbox One's release and this, there hasn't been anything. Well, this is the Xbox One S. S, okay. Mm -hmm. So what's... Feel me, I'm I'm clueless. So what's the difference between the Xbox One, Xbox One S, and Xbox One So the Xbox One S is basically... Like uh, like how they always done with the slim the slim down consoles. Sure. Uh, except this one also allows for 4K playback of uh, videos and DVD and Blu-rays. Oh, cool. Um, has uh what UHD support? Whatever. Okay. Uh, uh, U- U- UHR. I I forget. Sure. Fuck it. Uh, so that's the big jump up for that. And so, yes. So while it is slimmer and quieter uh, than the original, right. it also provides some more oomph. Okay. Not well in gameplay, but marginally. And the X is the one that had the massive teraflop increase. Yes. The X is the one that's now the strongest console available, as they say. Well, once it releases October 7th. Um, And it, it definitely is going to be the strongest one available. And I mean, I feel like since PlayStation four, has a massive lead over Xbox One this generation. Like market share? Yes, in terms of units sold. Sure. Uh, Excuse me. Um, That this could be a good way for Xbox to get some ground back. Sure. Because people, you know, maybe they bought their original PlayStation 4 two, three years ago and they didn't get the PlayStation 4 Pro Mm -hmm. and 
they're still enjoying their PS4, but now they're like, you know what? I could go for a new console. Sure. And this one is fucking great. Sure. I I, I could. I mean, the, you you already have your PlayStation Four for all the exclusives right. you still want to play, but it seems a little pricey. But definitely seems be. Yeah, I mean, but that's there. You, you're buying a quality product for a quality right. price, so like, I was, mean, wait, somebody I was, wait a year or two, and I'm sure it'll be on sale right. with some bundle. Because some there was somebody I was, I was reading a review from someone um, where they were like, the major downside being that you could essentially get an Xbox and a PlayStation 4 for the cost of the Xbox One X. But I guess it's kind of unfair to kind of compare it in that way because the Xbox One X is specifically being released because of its its increased power so it's you pay more for the power for the parts inside so i mean it's also not for the same price that'd be a hundred dollars more to buy both of those consoles but hey man i'm just quoting somebody who's incorrect that just makes me you know ignorant but does not make i guess you could buy the used ones anyway sure uh you were saying nintendo one though yeah man um I, I I knew that I wanted I knew I was eventually going to get a switch, but I also knew that I wanted to wait right. because the game launched with one fucking game, really Zelda. Right. Uh, and now there's Mario Kart and arms comes out in two days. And right. I mean, Mario Kart's an old game that they just re- released. So anyway, uh I was like, there's no point in getting one now. Um, it's going to be hard to get one in the stores anyway. And just wait until they're more available. And there, by then, there could be a price drop. By then, there could right. be at least a bundle that includes a game. Or maybe, knowing Nintendo and how much they love to do this, a limited-run console that's you right. know themed. It could be like the Mario edition with... They love Joy Cons. They or also something. love that artificial scarcity. Oh, they love artificial scarcity. Yeah, it's it's, it's just funny. They're, when they're fucking. Like, we're releasing NES Mini. Yeah, the NES. And like, like the Super One's coming out now. Not officially. Oh, not officially. No. Oh. Don't Shit. don't read too much into the video game dirt sheets. Okay. <laughs> video games got dirt sheets too. Uh yeah, what do you think I do basically? Uh, um, hey, did the did the rebrand happen yet? <laughs> don't get me started. Okay, then I won't. Uh, I will not get you started. Well, but uh, yeah, so now we have Super Mario Odyssey coming October twenty seventh, and that mm-hmm. game looks awesome. If you're if you are if you loved the Super Mario 64 and Super Mario Sunshine style of Mario games, sure. where you kind of have a hub world and then you go off into the levels from that hub world, right. uh, as opposed to uh, the... Uh, I mean, you could argue that there's a hub world in in Galaxy, but it's also a bit more linear. And definitely 3D world is just its own thing, pretty much. Um but I I think it looks great. It looks really innovative. Looks exactly like I want from a Nintendo. Then they also have a remake of Metroid 2 coming out, which I've been wanting a 2D Metroid for forever. Then they announced, uh, announced as in 
said that there is a thing happening of a new Kirby game, a new Yoshi game, hmm. and a Mario or and a Pokemon RPG coming to Switch. Like a console one? A console Pokemon RPG coming to Switch. Correct me if I'm wrong, that's a first. A first. They've only done mobile game well, versions and stadium. On- but that's not an RPG, friend. No, no, no. Yeah, but I'm saying for Pokemon, the... If, well, if, if you're was, talking about other Pokemon spinoffs, then there's right. a fuck ton a that have been other and Snap and Hey You Pikachu and there's a shit like ton. a traditional Pokemon experience. So th- you know as much as they've released. Sure. A core Pokemon RPG coming to Switch. Like That's I said, cool. that is all they've, all they've said is a Yoshi game coming to Switch, a Kirby game sure. coming to Switch, a Fire Emblem game coming to Switch. They've said Metroid Prime 4 is coming to Switch. So it's it's interesting. It's great but also kind of upsetting. Okay. Because you're like, yes, all of these things are coming. All of these things are in the works. And then you remember, wait, I'm waiting two, three, four years until I can see and play them. Really? Probably. If all they have is a title screen for Metroid Prime 4. Right. Then that means it's probably going to be a year or two until we see a gameplay trailer. Then like three years till release. Sometimes. And that's not accounting for delays. Uh, so right now, as we speak, there's only one game out for this console. As we speak, there are a handful of games available for this console. However, if you're talking about major releases, yeah. and especially exclusive releases that you can't play on other consoles already, sure, and have been for the past number of years, then you pretty much have Zelda. Mm-hmm. Are there any other big games? Snipper clips. What the hell, is snipper clips? Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's Mario Kart DX, which is just Mario Kart re-release. Mario Kart Eight from the Wii U. But sure. I mean, they've added some stuff, right? But all right. Well, sounds like cool stuff on the horizon. I just I still wouldn't buy a console that I didn't. Like I, for me, there's no point in getting on a console that doesn't have at least like 10, 20 games to play on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, in your and my defense, right? we don't have a Wii U. So right. getting Mario Kart would be a new experience for us. Sure. Getting all of their other re-released games coming out would be new experiences for us. Sure. And I feel like they're also kind of banking on that because the Wii U sold like shit. Right. So they're like, oh shit, people will buy these games we've already released because they did not buy them the first time. (laughs) Right. Well, that's a holy shit. So we did just about 15 minutes of E3. Oh, also Skyrim is coming to switch that'll be fun and there's if you use your link amiibo you can unlock a link outfit for your skyrim character to wear around including like a master sword and shield cute 
cute. So the whole amiibo thing always just seems like a big scam to me. But there's one two switch, I guess. That's a thing. <laughs> well, that's that's easy. Arms is coming out in two days. Like I said, yeah. um, that's that's fun. It's one of those games that I played where I had like a really good time playing with my buddy. But it's like if I were to just sit here right. by myself, would I play this for more than 15 minutes? No. Um, Probably yeah. not. Well, we've used what up I'm our, saying, Nintendo, is we've used up our allocated time for Raw for E3 coverage. What I'm saying is Nintendo needs to make more ro- custom robo games. So they, get they, on that. It seems shit. like they need to just make Nintendo more make a games. custom robo game. Seems like they just need more games in general available for their new console. Um so Monday Night Raw. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to the show. Um Monday Night Raw happened, we think. Allegedly, this this show fucking aired. Uh, it opened up with one of the better segments of the year, I felt like. Yeah, with the Joe and Angle. And yeah, they were like, hey, let's put the five minutes of television on that people want to see right at eight o'clock so that they can go watch basketball. I had I listened to a really interesting conversation that Meltzer had on his show. Where I forget his co-host name. It's Brian Alvarez. Yes, Alvarez. So Alvarez is is uh, is basically go- saying they gave up. They threw in the fucking towel on this episode, and fucking you know, I mean, I love Meltzer and I love the Observer and all that, but Meltzer just goes, well, I wouldn't say they threw in the towel. I wouldn't say they phoned in the show. I wouldn't say they gave up. And Alvarez is just like, are you kidding me, Dave? I'm going to go through our archive and find old episodes of you def- of you defending Raws that threw in the towel. Anytime that there's a sporting event on they're going up against, a holiday that they're going up against, they fucking give up because they're like, well, fuck it. Might as well not put anything interesting on TV because most, of the, ca- watching. most of the casuals aren't going to be watching. And it's like, those are the night where the hardcore fans are tuned in because we don't give a fuck about basketball we're there for the raw and it's like yeah your numbers go down overall but then so you just go well fuck it we'll just put together a slapdash mediocre show Mm -hmm. and alvarez had great points where he's like they do this every time and he's like there are situations alvarez alvarez was going on about like um okay like the debate when the debate happened you're fucked because it's such an important thing that even a good portion sure. of your hardcore audience is going to sure. tune in. There's situations like that. Um, but like you're t- they're talking about like, oh, Monday Night Football and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, uh, I mean, I guess. But your hardcore I, I choose there. to watch football or to r- watch wrestling, not football. Exactly. So, you know, Meltzer was like, well, they don't always. There's not necessarily that they phone it in, but they're just trying to get. They're trying to front load the show to make up for the fact that they'll have competition later. And it's like, yeah, but then you do like one cool spot in the first 10 minutes and then the rest of your show is straight trash and your hardcore fans who are there every week for you get basically shit on because you were like, well, all those casual fans that don't give that big of a shit are going to walk away. So might as well not even put like they might as well not even do a fucking show. They might as well just do the first 30 minutes and then fucking show the raw logo. Like we're playing WWE 2K17, just loading screen. Fair. I mean, it really was just like 
five minutes of them doing a story and then a house show. We we got a pointless two out of three falls match between Cesaro, Sheamus, and the Hardys. That only had two falls. That only had two falls because the last one was a double count out. It didn't need to happen on on a, on Raw at all. And if it if it happened on Raw, it didn't need to be a two out of three falls match to make us run over eleven o'clock. It like it literally you have it could have just been a regular match unless they they specifically bring up in the next couple of weeks the storyline angle of Jeff cost us the hell the cage match and Jeff gotten the pinfall in or he he lost the pinfall to Sheamus in the first like ninety seconds or whatever of that match unless those storyline play into it importantly. It was pointless. It was a waste of fucking time. They had that awkward Bailey interview, which the interview itself, I didn't have a big deal problem with. But then the way it ended. Yeah. First off, going for the hug and being kind of weird. And I think another thing that Alvarez and Meltzer said was it was creepy. Yeah. It, it, it felt a little awkward. Yeah. Like, why does she need to fucking hug Corey Graves right there? Yeah. Also, like, the fact that Corey Graves said, I need a cigarette. And they left that in there when they're very involved with the truth campaign. Like, yeah. They do anti-smoking ads on their own and then also purposefully book truth campaign ads during their shows. So to leave that in there, a little weird. But you were saying, sorry. Yeah, and their superstars show up in cigarette and PSAs. Right. But, uh... It, it, I mean, just... Right. I, the rest of the if show... If you think about it, like... Trash. I don't know. We had a we had a pointless match with 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 uh, fucking uh, Noam Dar getting just absolutely just uh, like the literal definition of a squash match, turning around, taking a a signature and taking the pin uh, to advance. I don't know what I don't know what the story even is anymore with that. Enzo and Cass, Cass and Enzo got uh, Enzo, uh, Cass got. I beat think it's up. just to make Cedric look strong sure. so that he can move up and face sure rehab uh, Cedric Neville. a little I mean but I guess but Noam just I don't even know what beating him means anymore Cass got beat up backstage I did enjoy a little bit of that segment I mean he's young he can be the jobber of oh no I'm the yeah. entertaining jobber of the Heath Slater of 205 for the cruiserweights sure I mean so Cass took a took a beating backstage allegedly unless I mean this really makes it seem like Cass is not the one hitting people unless he was faking being injured, which would be crazy, but who knows? Raw's done crazier. I mean, for fuck's sakes, we had Ambrose in a bear suit. Uh, but yeah, so Cass comes out and he's all stumbling around, rumbling, bumbling, stumbling. They wind up losing the match to yeah uh, the, the good brothers. Uh, and uh, Big Show comes out for the save. And then there's the awkward tension between Big Show and Cass. Big Show goes backstage Enzo comes up to him, goes, thanks for the save, buddy. But I just got to ask, you know, one shot took down my partner. It wasn't you. And Big Show was like, how dare you, you know, even insinuate that I would do it. And and it's like, OK, so I, I, I'm not super invested in the story, but at least there's sense to be made from what's fucking happening. Unlike the women's thing, which was just a giant clusterfuck in the ring. Just throw all of like we have nothing to do with any of these women. So let's just throw all of them into one pot turn it to boil and see what happens and the Miz match or the, the, the Ambrose match with the with uh fucking what's his name Elias Sampson drifter it was 
garbage throwaway had just like an elbow drop to after Dean fucks around the ring with the Miz for a minute. And then later in the Miz's match, which why was he trying to recruit Heath Slater as muscle? That makes no sense. Because. And then the he gets the bear comes out to be his mystery tag team partner. And then it turns out the bear is just a jobber. And then all of a sudden it's not all of a sudden he puts the the hat back on and magically it is Dean Ambrose now. I don't know. Also, I don't know if you know the rumor about the videotape that exists of Dean Ambrose in the bear suit fucking the group. Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of people were like, come on. You knew what you were doing putting Ambrose in a bear suit. You knew what you were doing. Uh, I guess the only two segments on Raw that, w- that were great were the like, legitimately great was the pull apart to open the show and hashtag push cruise Titus brand. Bob, I know you got feelings about this. I am. I know you have feelings. It's just great to see Titus O'Neil, who previously was really starting to circle the drain a little bit, uh, had just terrible angles and was really not being great on the mic. His infamous fucking Brooklyn promo that he cut. Yeah, that was bad. Uh, but he decided to just turn himself into like this LeVar Ball insane personality and push his Titus brand. And it's great. It's yeah. fun to watch. He's hilarious. He's great on the mic now. Like, oh, yeah. He's just doing his thing. And uh, I feel like they're biding time with the in ring portion with Kalisto. I don't think that that's the ultimate payoff for this angle. It better not. Because I swear, if WWE does what they normally do and take something that's fun and entertaining to watch and just kind of drive it into the ground into and also make it completely meaningless, that would suck. It would really suck. It's because it's entertaining, and I loved the fact that they brought Tazawa into this. Yeah, no. If they can, if they can keep this up, like get a woman onto the brand, like get a get a guy with a. Get a guy into the title scene. Get him a belt. Like yeah. it's it's just, entertaining. It's it, it's something that's new and like whatever. I I don't care. Just keep it keep it up. Like at least the the promos are funny and the, the <laughs> I don't know if you saw the part where I uh, I think Cruz was trying to recruit Tozawa. Not this past one, but the week before. Sure, and like. Uh, 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 Titus O'Neil was like creeping in the background and then he like sneaks up on him. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, uh, it's so funny. Like they're just so goofy and over the top, but like fun and it's working and like they can, they can, Turn it serious if need be. Like turn it really aggressive. Probably By the like way, the rustling sound that you're all hearing at home is Bob's bushy ass fucking beard, and he's wearing headphones. I did Big not headphones. Take off the headphones. You've been wearing those the whole time. I didn't say anything. It was just I just I just remembered in my head. I was like, oh yeah, I should make a comment so that everyone knows that that's what they're hearing. Because every time you moved your head, it was just like. Well, you should have told me I was making I didn't think, sounds. I didn't think about it. We were talking about Nintendo and shit, and then I was all pissed off about Raw. 
The pull apart segment with Samojo and Brock Lesnar was great. They should have closed the show with that. Or but that would have made us sit through fucking yeah. also what would they do? Put that on at 1055? Because yeah. how else would they end the show at eleven fifteen? Right. Corey. They 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 they'd they, end up they timely. Done, what they really should have done was because they advertised Brock Lesnar and they kept saying, What was it that that uh, Heyman was saying? I'm gonna unleash the beast because of what the cocaine clutch. Sure. He's gonna I'm gonna release Brock Lesnar. Sure. They should have what they should have done was and they've done this before with Lesnar, but it would still it, you know, because he's not there all the time, it would still feel fresh. Uh and they did it with Strowman. Is just have Brock show up and interfere in a bunch of matches. Have Brock and, and Heyman start off the night with a promo in the ring. No Samoa Joe yet. Have four or five matches get broken up by Brock Lesnar just going out and just punishing. And it doesn't even have to be jobbers. You know, you, you just have him interrupt like a, I don't know, Curtis Axel versus uh, Kurt Hawkins match. And just have him go out there and kill both of them. Have him show up. You just said it doesn't have to be jobbers. Uh, yeah, yeah, the I two meant, biggest I'm, jobbers in the company. I meant it doesn't have to be like local enhancement talent. But it also just have him have him have that be the reason that the Hardys and uh, Sheamus and Cesaro match gets broken up. It's because Brock Lesnar shows up in the middle of that match and just kills everybody. Sure. And then he goes backstage and then he comes out for like a third time and he interrupts like Bray Wyatt versus somebody. And just is fucking with everything. And they can't have any matches done. And then at the end of the night, Brock Lesnar's in the ring with Paul Heyman. And Paul Heyman's like, uh, you know what? I might just have this happen every week. This may just be WWE's new future. Is just every week, Brock Lesnar shows up and kills who he wants to kill. Samoa Joe music hits. Have him come out there. Now, granted, that might put a little more heat on Brock. And Samoa Joe is technically, I believe, the heel in this. I mean, it's kind of heel on heel. I feel, though, like people would be, well, depending on the crowd, if people, sure, that people would be cheering the fuck out of that. Yeah. <laughs> but then even then, don't have him attack faces. Just have him break up random, like I said, jobber matches that don't matter throughout the night. And then nobody's going to be that mad. Um, just have him come in and just wail both women. <laughs> so, Great Balls of Fire is coming up soonish. I don't know. I will say this. I'm fucking stoked for Samoa Joe versus Brock Lesnar. Uh-huh. It is a dream match. The buildup for that match in particular has been stellar. So far. Last week's segment, this week's segment. I mean, like I said, this week's segment was great. I don't want to take away from it, but it just probably could have been done better in a sense of cohesion with the show. Uh, also should be noted in news before I segue into SmackDown and uh, Money in the Bank, uh, Jim Ross says that uh, Brock Lesnar, Samoa Joe is going to be a classic and that he wants to call it. Um, Ross was on the Busted Open show. And this is the quote. I believe, uh, should I do a Jim Ross voice or just read it? Uh, if you can do a good Jim Ross voice. I believe that, <laughs> that these two guys are going to have a whole hell of a lot no, of say. That's not a good Jim Ross voice. I need Gabe to do it. He does a better one. Well, Gabe's just great at impressions. It's it's supposed to be slow and southern. But anyway, uh, I believe those two guys are going to have a whole hell of a lot to say about their presentation in Dallas. I really do. I also believe that each guy is an alpha male. They're going to bring a lot. They're going to bring each other their best. There's going to be lots of lockups that would make some people leave wrestling school. So I believe Samojo and Brock Lesnar is going to be a classic. I believe it's going to be a great match. You know, I've lobbied to call it like a goof. I will talk for food from Oklahoma to Dallas. I can be there in two and a half hours. So 
I would love to. I, personally, I can't think of anything cooler than the dream match of Samoa Joe, Brock Lesnar with Jim Ross calling it. To me, that's that's awesome. And it would give it a big match feel. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, he's in good standing with WWE. I think WWE would be foolish to let it go because mm. fuck it. Advertise that JR is calling the match. You might get more people watching it oh, because JR is calling like work with each other. Don't don't try to keep JR like this one and done kind of guy. Oh, like, yeah. Well, they, they have, have under called the matches that things. he kind of want. Well, yeah. Under contract for a few things, probably like, you know, a, a SummerSlam appearance, sure. a, a Survivor Series appearance, a Rumble appearance, that kind of thing. But especially if the man if, wants if, to be there. Yeah. No, if 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 this guy gets excited about anything, like get him on the show, let him call it, because I would much rather hear. Well, I'd much rather hear Jr. over anybody, but I'd much rather hear somebody's excited about right. something than somebody's just going through the fucking motions. Sure. Uh, so that was Monday Night Raw. SmackDown, I'm not going to do this in chronological order, and I'm not going to talk about every fucking segment on the show. Uh, we got a lot to get to. Uh, but Brizongo had another amazing little film noir uh-huh. skit. Uh-huh. They're always funny. Him with his fucking pecs. Uh, and they also teamed up with New Day to get the win over the Usos and the Colognes. It was a uh, it was cool. New Day came out to New Orleans flair. Yeah, a nice big old brass band. Uh, so they had a they had a nice tag team win. Uh, Naomi versus Tamina, I thought was a it was a fine match. It was whatever. Um, uh, N- T- Naomi got the win. Lana was randomly inexplicably at ringside, but not at the commentator's table, just sort of where she would be for a Rusev match, just sort of hanging around the side. She must have just gotten so used to standing right there. Must be. So Naomi gets the win, and then Lana, granted, I'm a little annoyed that she just immediately, for no, almost no reason, gets a title shot. I mean, the real reason is that she just annoyed people. So I guess mm-hmm. hashtag land of opportunity. She did hit a pretty impressive uh, move on Naomi. That yeah. scoop into like a power slam or not power slam, like a bomb sit out. It was a sit out. Yeah, it was definitely sit out. Oh, my God. It was it was a really she impressive. She hit move, it in a dress, which was also impressive. Uh, Jinder Mahal gave a cut of promo and then Randy Orton RKO'd him. So that's that's that that's that for the WWE belt. Uh, Charlotte Flair won a won a match against uh, Natalia. Natalia. Solid, sure. They're always solid, and also the table spot from what was it a week or two ago? Yeah, I think that's from the ringside brawl that set up the exciting stuff. I can't wait for the women's yeah. ladder match. Like we had talked before about, oh, even if we get the women's ladder match that we want, will it really? I'm starting to think it will live up to the hype. I think that they're they're going to do a lot in that match. Um, well, I think Becky, Charlotte, and Natty will well, do a lot in that match. Sure. I don't know so much that uh, we'll Tamina see, and we'll Carmella see. can. And uh, and no, not well, I was at Mickey. She's on Raw now. Who else is in that match? It's just, just those five. five. We'll see. That's literally every woman on the roster. Carmella, I think, is questionable what she'll, bots she'll do because she's really green and also her frame is very tiny. Tamina could probably take some bigger bumps, so we'll see. She also has previous experience, so it's not like she's super green. Uh-huh. Um, 
She's just not necessarily the best. Sure. But then Natalia, Charlotte, and Becky are in good hands. It's going to be entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a si- uh, six-man tag match. Uh, Zane was goofy backstage about strategizing. It's kind of polarizing sure. uh, online. People f- put thinking that the that those promos are funny and entertaining and endearing for Sammy and people sure. who think that Sammy looks like a total dweeb d- doofus. I think I lean more towards dweeb. I lean more towards what I don't I don't get it and I'm just See, I think that they're fun and entertaining. Sure. And I like them, but Hey man, I mean teach throne. I'm not I I can see the appeal. I just See, I, I honestly like it shows I feel that Sammy is way more like strategic. Sure. Honestly, like Sammy seems like more fitting of the architect moniker than how they're presenting everyone else because he's like, here's what we'll do guys. We'll set it up like this and we'll do it like this and we'll do this move into that move and we'll play on your strength and my strength. And sure. Whereas everyone, everyone who he's talked to has kind of been like, you're weird. I'm just going to go do my thing. Right. Like, don't you guys have a plan? Why not? That. I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, I just. That he, he's been so weirdly used, utilized anyway. I just think that it just makes him look silly, but it, it is what it is, man. Like I, it, it's at least he's got something to do. That's to me more important that he at least has something to do on, on the show. So I guess with that, we can get into the predictions now. Sure. I got the card pulled up. Over. So we have Brizongo versus colognes on the kickoff. Um, yeah. And uh, Naomi versus Lana for the women's championship. Right? Uh huh. We have New Day and Usos for the tags. Well, actually, according to Wikipedia, that pre show match isn't official, but it's probably what's going to be on the pre show. Or potentially a returning hype rose. That's also a possibility. Wrestling like Ascension or somebody. Uh, gender versus Orton. Yup. Uh, women's uh, Money in the Bank. Uh-huh. And men's Money in the Bank. There's only five matches confirmed on Wikipedia. Sure. This is on CBS.com. So oh. I feel like it's it's at least somewhat credible. Um, so anyway, so let's go ahead real quick. Predictions. Brizongo versus Colognes, if that is in fact the match. Uh, I'm going to go with Brizongo. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and agree with you there because I don't see any reason. I mean, they've, they've built the Colognes just fine for the division's status as is, but I feel like they're going to give Brizongo, keep their push going. All right. Um, uh, however, um, for mine and yours sakes. Yeah. For doing predictions, I feel from now on, mm-hmm. what we need to do is name the mm-hmm. match, and then you and I both give our winners right then and there, 
and then we can go into explaining our sure. thoughts because I know I've definitely swayed your opinions a couple times sure, sure. with how I go on about my booking. But uh, do we have anybody? Where's this pay per view at? Do we have anybody? Yeah, it's in um, it's in St. Louis. So Orton's hometown. Orton's hometown. Apropos. Uh-huh. Okay. So Naomi versus Lana for the women's championship. Okay. Who you got? I mean, I feel like I want to say. First off, I just want to point out that I always bitch about people spelling my name wrong, and my autocorrect just autocorrected my name to the wrong spelling. Ouch. I'm super mad about that. I'm gonna go Naomi. I don't think As am I. I was gonna say I don't think that they're gonna pull the belt off of her yet. Also, if you use the inverse of go home show property, sure. Uh Lana got the got the beat on Naomi sure. in their little post match altercation. So sure. therefore Naomi gets the win. Although didn't you just say Rusev is cleared? Maybe Rusev do I doubt they just pulled them apart. I doubt that they put them back together that quickly. And besides Rusev's winning money in the bank. That'd be sick. That would be it's sick. No DQ run in match. I don't think it works like that. I don't think that you can grab the briefcase if you're not in the match. Although, oh my God, dude. Imagine though if he just did and was like, nobody told me I couldn't. Oh shit, dude. The storyline would be so fucking tight on that. Could you imagine how sick that would be if like at the middle at the end of the match everyone's just dead and then Rusev just comes out with his own ladder and just sets it up, climbs right to the top, nobody even tries to stop him. He just grabs the briefcase and just walks the fuck out. I this is mine. Oh my god. I deserve the title shot. I'm Rusev. That'd be so sick. Uh New Day versus Usos for the chump on shop. I'm gonna go. Usos. Usos retain. Who you got? Uh, damn it, Bob. I'm not telling you anything. I just kind of... You know what I'm going to do? Yeah. I'm going to... I'm gonna. What are you going to do? What are you going to do, buddy? I'm going to look at the Vegas odds. Don't look at the Vegas uh, a little bit. Is also, it? they're going to wild. They always wildly change, change. like, like the day 24 before. hours. All right, fine. 12 uh, hours before. I'm going to go New Day. Okay. Just because we don't have anything different yet. Orton versus Gender. Who do you got? Gendrak. I got Gender. It's so weird. But I also have Gender. <laughs> It's so weird. I never thought I would be like, yeah, Jinder's going to retain. And also, don't feel don't feel like you have to differ with me too much. I feel like sure between the two Money in the Bank matches, we're going to get different results. So, okay, women's Money in the Bank. I say we do this runoff style like we did before. Absolutely. So, who is your top choice to win Money in the Bank for the women? My girl Becky Lynch. Bob's going Becky number one. I'm saying my number one choice is Charlotte. Okay. Who's your number two? I'm going to go with Natty. Natalia. I'm going to go my number two is Becky. No. Hmm. 
I'm going to go my number two being. Are you going to make a big gamble here? Because if in, the, in a weird case like Tamina winning, then you'll be able to take top yeah, I'm prize. Gonna, I'm going to go Tamina. Okay. That's I'm going to go Charlotte for three. Charlie. Uh, for my number three, I'm going to go Carmella. For my four, I'm going to go with Tamina. Tamina. It autocorrected that to fa- famous. Sure. Uh, for number for number four, I'm gonna tell you it doesn't really matter at that point. And five is Carms for me. I'm gonna tell you right now why I did this strategically, and I, why I put Becky at number five. In my heart of hearts, I uh-huh. think Becky is my number two. Uh huh. But if I put Becky at anything other than number one, yeah, and Becky wins, it yeah. doesn't matter. You got the point on that, not me. Sure. So I'm like, okay, so if Becky doesn't do it and Charlotte doesn't do it because that's our number one and two. And Natalia doesn't do it. My number two is Tamina. My number three is Carmella. Yours is Charlotte, who's already my number one. That's fair. So, so just, you're you're gaming the point system here. That's what I'm trying to do with this prediction. Uh, I don't believe... I honestly, as soon as I was like, Charlotte for me, and you said Becky, I went, those are your two dogs in this race. I don't know, though. So the way I picked it was I chose my top face and my top heel. Makes sense. So that way, if they go with a face winning or if they go with a heel winning, that's probably going to be Becky or Natty. But I could definitely see Charlotte taking it. So as of right now, we differ on one match, two matches. So men's money in the bank time. So... We have we have several competitors in this match. Yeah, f- six. Six. Owen, Styles, Corbin, Zane, Ziggler, Nakamura. Okay. So Bob, you want to go ahead with your number one who you think you got? <sighs> this is a really hard pick. You know what? I chose my heart of hearts winner for women, so I'll choose my heart of hearts winner for men, Sami Zayn. It I'd autocorrected to semi-truck. Close enough. Sami Zayn. Well, so I'm thinking to myself, I'm looking at this this pool here. And I'm not trying to say too much out loud because I don't want to influence you directly. Sure, sure, sure. But I'm just trying to think for are, are you trying to game the game the system here again? Well, I'm trying to look at booking decisions. You got one more person too. It's harder to game yeah. points wise. I'm just like I'm trying to think of like booking wise who I think that they're going to put in it. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Corbin. Corbin one. Big moves. Big moves from Corey. Mm. Oh, 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 wait, oh, wait, 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 oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, fuck. All right, I'm going to stick with Corbin. Corbin won. Who you got number two? I'm going to go Styles, too. Fuck. 
Got him. God Throwing him it. off his fucking game. Style, I'm also calling Styles too. I almost went Styles one because I went. I was like, Corbin's the one they're going to give the push to with this briefcase. And I was like, fuck, we have a heel champion. Yeah. I'm like, fuck. I have a heel champion. It means it should be a face with the case. But unless gender loses the fucking belt soon. I don't know. I'm going to stick with Corbin and Styles. Who you got for number three? I'm going to go with Corbin for three. Corbin. I'm going to go Big Money Gambler on number three. I'm going to go Ziggles. Whoa. I know. I know. I've made two weird calls considering a heel has the champion shop right now. Uh-huh. Uh, so Sammy, you've Sammy Styles Corbin. Who's number four? Nakamura. Nakamura. I'm going to go. I've called Corbin Styles Ziggler, Nakamura, Zane, and Owens. Owens. I'm going to go KO. Interesting move. Um, because n- neither of us have called him yet. That would be yeah. the f- he'd, he'd, that would be the first time on the list. Uh, so who you got number five? Ziggs. Ziggler. Zigzag. So S- Zane, Styles, Corbin, Nakamura, Ziggler, and KO. That's everybody. Yeah. So at this point, everybody's been named. Yeah. Yeah. In that case, I'm just gonna go. Sammy Zayn the next. Which leaves me with KO. You with KO and me with Nakamura. Okay. So, uh, interesting stuff. No real wager on it this week. Um, But, you know, friendly competition. Uh, I don't believe that there's a chance for a tie. There is, actually. If Styles wins money in the bank... And we split the other one. So I guess. uh, Does Rusev show up? Yeah, but do we both think the answer to that is yes? I would say I'd say no. You would say no? Yeah. So tiebreaker. Rusev appearance. No, not alarmist appearance. What is up with you? Showmanship. Close it up. What what is wrong with my fucking autocorrect today? Uh, Bob says no. Corey says yes. I actually just want the fantasy book of what we were just talking about to happen. Which I suppose leads into the news portion of the show. Rusev has been cleared for uh, an in-ring return. Um... Yeah, that's that's fucking awesome. That's what's being reported. At we need to see him back ASAP. We need Rusev back on television. I miss Ruru. It's He's interesting amazing. that he kind of was on television, and then well, they like stopped putting him on television, and then, and then Lana split up with him. Well, not really. She's just kind of doing. No, no. It. I'm saying character-wise, like her character has been split off from. She's not marketing herself as Rusev's manager. I guess she's her. She's, she's doing, her own She's a wrestler now. She's in a title match. Huh. It has nothing to do with Rusev. Uh, Austin Aries went on to 205 Live and commented on taking a couple days off to sort of get his mind and body together. Because originally he said he was doing that. Then he backtracked on that and he went back to it. So it's nice to see at least a definitive answer. 
Uh, you know, hopefully he gets some of those nagging injuries taken care of quickly and he's not off TV for too much. I think the part of it is that the feud has kind of run its course for the moment with Neville and they uh, don't really have much for him. So you might as well just take the time to recuperate. Sure. Uh, Luke Harper broke his Twitter streak. I know you're devastated. How will I know what day it is? Yeah. Every day he'd tweet. And how will I know what it means? You know what day it is. And you know what that means. Or it's Thursday. You know what that means. It's Wednesday. You know what that means. Uh, he broke it to tweet about his new movie coming out called Mohawk uh, that he's starring in. So go check that out if and when it comes to a theater near you. Support him. Uh, Paige photos came out of her training for an in-ring return. We don't know if that's with WWE or not. Probably not. Who knows? Who knows? Um, Cesaro's been doing more stuff for Up, Up, Down, Down. Uh, posting uh, videos of him playing Clash Royale. So sure. Um, also for NXT, Asuka did not lose her championship in the triple threat match. Uh, Goldberg teased a return on an Instagram post, but I mean, really it was a direct TV commercial that he was advertising that he's starring in. And when he put hashtag, doing work hashtag who's next hashtag I'm next at WWE hashtag WCW hashtag wrestling hashtag never say never. Uh, a lot of people think it's just him blowing smoke to try to get more press for this ad. Sure. That all checks out and makes sense. Uh, people are rumoring that Kurt angles might face triple H at WrestleMania. Dave Meltzer was commenting on that as well. Which would be kind of what we were saying last week. How, yeah, or was that on the show, or was that just us talking? Mm, how we were saying the text message angle could be something about the Stephanie angle history. Yeah, I think that was off air, but yeah, no, that would be kind of an interesting callback to a really old Attitude Era angle. Uh huh. Um, Which I believe I wasn't watching then, but didn't they like not really resolve it? back then anyway mm, yeah they kind of just uh, i mean oh they had like some blow-off matches but ultimately kind of felt like it was just dropped after a certain period of time shocker i know for wwe to just drop an angle um, um pay attention to big show ladies and gentlemen yeah. he is uh not giving any shits anymore uh on on uh the latest jericho podcast he went on a couple rants one being about how he hates doing uh, TV taping days. He loves doing live shows, but uh, TV taping days, and I quote, he says, they're just long, useless, time-wasting bullshit days where you sit around all day for some friggin' idea that absolutely sucks. Um, he went on not slamming any performer, but slamming all, all of the creative and management. He's like, all of us guys, we just kind of look around at uh, each other like dumbfounded. We don't know why we're doing what we're doing, but we're just doing what we're told. Like... Uh, he he's, he's definitely nearing the end of his career, which means he is running out of fucks to give. Mm -hmm. uh, so stick around for more Big Show. Just kind of tells it as it is. Hell yeah, dude. Um, I know you've got something in a second about the Mae Young Classic. Um, eh, I mean, just, it's just, just some names confirmed, but no one really knows any of them sure. unless you're really into NXT. 
uh, or no Chikara, which Kimberly is in it. But other than that, it's kind of, you wouldn't really know these people in WWE context. Uh, Roman Reigns went kind of heelish on Twitter at fans. Uh, Someone tweeted at Roman Reigns at WWE can't wrestle. And the person, he replied back, do you wrestle? Do you stay in the ring 24 seven to say or judge that a lot of wrestlers had have had matches with say otherwise and praise him. Oh, that was a Roman Reigns fan tweeting that back. Um, and, uh, anyway, a bunch, a bunch of Roman Reigns fans and people who hate Roman Reigns going back and forth. And eventually Roman Reigns, sent out a, tw- a tweet that said, let me give you a tip, amateur. At WWE is the top of the mountain in pro wrestling. A view you'll never deserve or get to enjoy. Hashtag facts. So, very heel tweet there. Oh, yeah. No, and he was also like calling people out. Like, you don't deserve your push. And he's like, oh, I don't deserve it after... You know, working, being away from my house five days a week, right. working all the time, like putting on performances. Like the tweet that you're referring to, it is a retwe- it is a reply to another person saying, "And sorry, your ass was handed, or your ass was positioned at the top thanks to family. You were handed your position. You never earned it." Belida, B E L E E D A T, Belida. So yeah. He's going out there and uh, oh, healing it up on Twitter. Here, an article from WWE.com. What does John Cena's free agent status mean? Oh, shit. We didn't even talk about this at all. John Cena's certainly been busy since his last appearance. Blah, blah, blah. Doing shit. Uh, is on his way back to SmackDown Live on July 4th after a long absence. But could his Team Blue return be a bittersweet one? WWE.com questions. Um, he became a free agent during the Superstar Shakeup, but not melt. Not much else is known, but what that status entails. Wait, they're saying this? Fuck you, WWE. Fuck could you? Could Cena simply be staying with SmackDown Live when he returns, or will he be saying goodbye to Team Blue and heading to Monday Night Raw? Find out when John Cena makes his return uh, to WWE on the July Fourth edition of SmackDown Fuck Live. You. In all fairness, in all fairness, this is kind of exactly what you wanted. This is a show on a holiday that you would say WWE would normally phone in. But at least they're making something. Uh, I guess. We'll see how they handle it. This is what I will say. Oh, by the way, a little uh, spoilers, a little inside information for people who are fans of the show. All, what, 20 of you? Maybe? I don't know. Uh, We don't always record the intro before the show. Sometimes we record it before the show with the list of things that we want to talk about. And sometimes we record it after the show and just sort of give the intro based on what we want or what we did talk about that we know we talked about today we recorded it before the show and luckily you brought that back up because i talked about that in the show open and Uh then fucking forgot about it because of raw and all that nonsense i think that this is the death of the brand split this is what started to fuck it up the first time around you can't be mixing the brands i get it summer or survivor series is that like it's the one show of the year where we have inner fucking promotional stuff. And sure, 
The rumble doesn't count because it's a whole different kind of beast. Let's not count the rumble. And sure, Survivor Series, that's the gimmick of Survivor Series during brand split times. Fine. Why the fuck did Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton fight on a Raw pay-per-view? And why is John Cena a fucking free agent? You have people on fucking brands and the end, the fucking writing rooms are already getting so fucking bored and burnt out. Don't know how, since they don't fucking have any good storylines going on most most of the time anyway. They're getting so fucking burnt out that they're like, ah, fuck it. Let's make exception X, exception Y, and exception Z. This is the start. Technically, the start was the House of Horrors match being on a Raw pay-per-view. But this, between that and the John Cena thing, this is the start of the end of the brand split, as it should be, which is hard line in the sand split. I don't want to fucking see Brock Lesnar showing up on SmackDown because he's pissed. I don't want to see, which we already saw that happen. Remember with Randy Orton? We were like barely into the brand split at all. And they they did that leading up to that SummerSlam match. It's like they can't help themselves. This, the brand split works when it's a hard split, when the shows are completely independent of each other. And then now this. So I don't fucking know. It definitely pisses me off. It clearly does. I mean, especially since at least in kayfabe, they kind of explain it. How not that? I mean, how do they? I mean, uh, the, like they explain it in a way as if it's a like, mystery to them as well. Fair. But you also didn't really mind it when Heath Slater was a free agent. The Heath Slater thing, the reason that that worked and within this brand split universe is that he was not drafted. So it was like Heath Slater is the man with no country. He was an island into himself just trying to get a fucking contract. And I went, okay, that's interesting because it essentially takes somebody who was already in the company and makes them an outsider within kayfabe artificially. And it was like, oh, neat. Heath Slater is the one person who can try to job out on both shows. And where can he job out the hardest? And then fucking they gave him a SmackDown tag team title. He was the first person to hold the tag team title belts on SmackDown. That's fucking crazy. I thought it worked out and it was really cool. I just think that this whole like mixing of shit is just what led to the last brand split being fucked because it got to a point where they just they started having like championships on appear on the wrong show. And I mean, it, it was a gradual thing. It wasn't just like overnight. Everything was all mixed together. But gradually, they gave less and less of a shit about keeping the rosters isolated. And it was like, oh, OK, well, you know, Miz would show up on another show and they'd be like, oh, well, then, you know, Morrison show up on another show, Cena show up on another show, Kane show up on another show that he doesn't belong on. He's not on that roster. And it's like then they started getting into cross brand feuds. And it's like, OK, so then at that point, it's not a fucking brand split. When you have dudes on on Raw in feuds with dudes on SmackDown, not in like a one-off pay-per-view sense, but just in a regular feud, that's what killed the last brand split. And I just feel like this John Cena thing, I could be wrong. They could do it tastefully and in a neat way, and he could come out and be like, surprise, I had a SmackDown shirt on and my Hawaiian T-shirt the entire time. And then I, I would be like, well, I got all worked up for nothing. I worked myself into a shoot, brother. But I don't know, man. I, I mean, how do you feel about this whole fucking Cena free agent situation? I, I don't care that much. And I, I don't think it's that consequential. 
Fair, uh, fair <sighs> enough. I, who knows how it's going to pan out? Because like, you're also talking about the WWE. You're saying that this could lead to long-term things. I don't. WWE necessarily... doesn't do long-term shit anymore. <laughs> Where's the fucking lockbox? Your opinions don't matter on these sure. things. But why did Shane McMahon win, lose his match, and then immediately get to be the GM the next night? This is what I'll say is that I can see where you're coming from. This could be nothing. It could be all hype for no for no payoff. But realistically, it's probably just a way to get seen on both shows to raise ratings. I mean, I, I guess, but I don't know. I just hope that they definitely keep the shit separate and isolated for the most part. Because that that was something that really fucked the last brand split up, in my opinion. Because I was there for that last brand split. And there was cool parts of that original brand split. You know, SmackDown wound up making a bunch of stars. And, you know, there's a bunch of cool shit that happened as, as a result of that last brand split. And, you know, even the Raw versus SmackDown pay-per-views. I mean, there was interesting stuff. But then it just eventually got to the point where it wasn't actually split in anything but name and it just didn't make sense anymore so i don't know we'll have to see what they do with it bob do you have anything else where we can go ahead and uh, wrap out this show we've already did predictions oh shit we can't close out the show yet oh we can't there's one last thing that we fucking one forgot thing. to get into i almost started closing the whole fucking show out what t1 wrestling brooklyn all right okay so I knew there was something else big that we didn't get into. We talked for e- about E3 for 15 minutes. True. Fuck. <clears throat> okay. So let's get into Tier 1 Wrestling Brooklyn. Uh, we're not going to do a full match by na- match thing right. for the card. Just general impressions. Broad sweeps. Uh, I mean, so let's just say the performers that they had are really good. Uh, they managed to attract some top tier talent as well. Uh, you know, ACH there always a pleasure to see, Mm -hmm. um, obviously Pentagon junior or Penta, whichever name you want to call him by low key, uh, low key also put on, uh, well, they wrestled each other, put on a fantastic match. Uh, homicide also put on a great match. Unfortunately, I had to miss it for largely for reasons we'll get into. Um, but, one big name that wasn't there, Matt Riddle. Uh, he was named after him. The event was named Bro Clin uh, for the bro. However, uh, apparently he had fallen ill. There's and, nothing you uh, can do about that. Can't right, dude. Sick. What are, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Um, but this is the big issue with this event oh right and, and, and jack swagger was there well he he i'll get to the, i'll get to the jack swagger thing um so this is oh so we tried to arrange to talk to somebody from tier one before the show um unfortunately that didn't happen that fell through uh it happens i i knew that trying to talk to somebody who works for the promotion on the day of the show right you understand how productions can go it can get busy and hectic uh all of the promotion and material said doors at four, bell at five. Um, and so I think it's important when reviewing something like this to, to do two things. First off, separate a little bit out the wrestling from the production uh, and sort of give both of them a review because the in-ring product was was really good. For a large majority of the night, it was really top, 
top notch. It was very good. And uh, especially considering that tickets were 20 bucks a seat, there was a ton of matches. You got a lot of a value of for, the, for the cause. Well, yeah, and we just had general admission. But that's a cheap general admission. So, um, And then the other thing is to also sort of take, I don't want to say a grain of salt, uh, just, you know, this is a, this could be an isolated incident. It could be a one-off when it comes to... It was 91 degrees in New York City. So the problems that we mostly had were related to the venue. Um, When we got there at about 4.05, we got into the line for doors, and we're just all standing out in this line in oppressive heat. I mean, it was very hot out, and we're in, for the most part, direct sunlight. Uh, waiting to get in. The door line just would not move. Still don't understand why uh, the door line wasn't moving. Um, took forever to get in. And I mean, honestly, we didn't actually get in until about 5 o'clock itself. 4.45, yeah, maybe. Almost. but It was like almost 5. And then when we got in there, I mean, this place was sweltering hot. I mean, it it had to easily be 10 degrees, 15 degrees hotter inside than it was outside. It was, yeah, just under the point of being unbearable. Yeah. I mean, and at some points it was kind of unbearable. They had to take the one lady outside and get her an ambulance. Yeah. I um, mean, because that's why I missed most of that homicide match, because that was right when the sun started going down and I was outside fucking cooling off. When walking outside oh. into 90, 95 ballpark degree heat feels like walking into an air-conditioned room right you, you know that's too hot you have a problem and i heard a lot of wrestlers who were having a hard time with it uh because they weren't even hanging out in their dressing room no they're all hanging out they're, outside they're too. Hanging outside so i overheard a lot of them and jack swagger who tore down his merch booth early he was supposed to do a thing at the intermission taking photos in the ring he just peaced like i was actually really bummed because i was hoping to get my picture taken with him and he was just gone. I wore my swagger shirt and everything. He's just gone. Um, but I don't honestly blame him because there, I mean, half because there wasn't a ton of people there who were super pumped to see him. I think that was part of it. But then also the heat in there. Yeah. It was and like, I wouldn't fucking stick I know, around. I know nothing. Considering he probably got paid like, what, 20 bucks and a hot dog for appearance? Who knows? Who knows, man? Because it um, sounded like he had something else going on in the city later tonight. Sure. Because he was off to Queens. Yeah. To a hotel, I think. Honestly, we don't know anything about the Matt Riddle situation. But like, I also, uh, I mean, if I showed up in the arena was like that, I might just be like, Right, I'm Peace. sick. Sorry, <laughs> can't. Not saying that Riddle did that. I'm not saying anything bad about right. Riddle. He's a great performer. But Men evolve a bunch. He's, at the end of the day, if he did that, I wouldn't judge. I, him. I fuck it. He made the right call. Um, <laughs> you know the the. It, it was just the arena itself, or quote unquote arena. It was like a, a storage warehouse. Room. I don't know. Um, not a great choice, and especially disappointing to see that they have more events coming up in that same warehouse because it's just you can't in the summer man that place is unbearable yeah um right i i saw drago from lucha underground is going to be there uh, july 30th but in that building if it's going to be anything like it was not to mention the fact i that can't that, go that building itself um is way the fuck out in the middle of yeah nowhere. it's very hard to get to unless you live in brooklyn and even if you live in brooklyn it's not easy to get to um and yeah outside of that like it's in a weird fucking neighborhood like we were walking past like a bakery dispense like 
shipping like a, area yeah, like, on our way back like not, not like a bakery like a factory that ships baked yeah goods. baked goods yeah like and then like another factory that ships energy drinks like chinese energy yeah drinks. that was across the street like it was it's in a weird industrial yeah i guess i it's sketch like it's Very not sketchy, sketchy. Well, like it's not like you know fucking homeless people walking around shanking each other right but it's not a place you want to hang out in. Of course not. Especially at nighttime. I mean, once we got out to like that fourth street, fourth, fourth Ave, Ave yeah. that was, that Fine. seemed like a really nice, nice little sure. neighborhood, you know, families walking up and down, even though it was fucking also 10, 30, 11 also, at this night. Is just like, a side note. It's more for me, just like a, one of those things that is a, an annoyance when it happens at these kinds of events. But at a certain point, they sent someone out to get more supplies for the concessions because we're all dying in there. The whole yeah. crowd is just trying to stay hydrated, which really sucks when they choose a venue that's like 100 fucking plus degrees in there. And then you have to buy these water bottles for $2 a pop, Gatorades for $3 a pop. At one point, I bought a fucking Gatorade for 3 bucks, got a 20-ounce Gatorade, went back, bought another Gatorade, and then I, got, I asked for the same flavor, the red one. They bring it up. I pay three bucks and I'm like, this like, feels smaller. Went back to our seat and compared them. And it was like a 14 ounce Gatorade. And I was like, I lost six ounces and paid the same amount. And if you're, if your arena is that hot, you can't fucking be charging that fucking much for the water. Sorry, dude, you guys fucked up and made us all sit in this hot ass fucking room. Yeah. You should water be balls need water. to be fucking free. 50 cents. Something. $1 dude. max. Yeah. I mean, you can't be making profit off the water bottles when you chose it. And the other big issue that they had, was the ring itself was yeah, not built the, properly. The ropes were like so loose. Like they were draping. They were drooping. Low key and Pentagon took the mic after the match to make a point of saying that they were sorry that they didn't give a, the best match because the ring sucked. Something along that line. Yeah. Because, well, both of them are very obviously annoyed. Uh, yeah. Very annoyed. Uh, they they said that they're going to have a rematch. Uh, who knows when or where that'll happen. Sure. And but. and also, and so, I mean, they had referees trying to tighten the ropes all throughout the night. The the turnbuckles. The ring posts looked like they were fucking held on by zip ties. Yeah, they were like, like caving in a little bit, like they were leaning in. Uh, and also, there was like a lot of holdup because even when we got in at 4.45 or almost 5 o'clock, the actual start of the quote unquote pre-show wrestling didn't start till almost 530 because they kept doing those raffles and they, they were stalling for what appeared to be stalling for a video crew that was showing up late because um, they were, you know, flying, trying to set up the video people and the commentator table. table. They kept saying, oh, well, we're going to start in five to ten minutes and 15 minutes to pass. So we're going to start in five minutes and 10 minutes to pass. And if you're listening to this and you're from tier one, we want you to know that we're not saying this to be dicks. We, I would say, on the whole, aside from the oppressive heat, I had a very good time. If it was 50 degrees outside, I would have loved 90% of it. I would have had a great... Which, in terms of a wrestling show, is a great score. Oh, yeah. Because every wrestling card has a has some duds. sleepers. and Sure. Yeah. Uh, admittedly, that first pre-show match was definitely not great, but... Uh, uh, between the two random Lucha dudes? Yeah. Yeah, I don't... It was um, forgettable. The second one was good. Yeah, the second pre-show match is all right, but uh, it, it, yeah, it was just yeah, you know, with 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 that heat, you can't really get into any. You can't get excited. You can't clap. You can't cheer. You can't shout. You can't boo people. You can't 
do anything. You just kind of sit there. I mean, I had that. They had, thank God for Cricket Wireless sponsoring the show and giving out those little plastic fans. But I couldn't clap because I had to keep fanning myself right. to keep from passing out. Dude, if they didn't have those fans, I don't think we would have made it through the whole show. And and also, to and be fair, we didn't make it through the whole show apparently because there was, I guess, like a two minute match that happened right at the end of the show with a title change. Yeah, where where uh, Mike Verna, yeah, won the the tier one championship from Darius Carter. Which there wasn't. I mean, I get that you can't exactly come out and spoil your own shit by telling people don't leave. It's not over yet. But when it's that hot and you get to the end of the card, I mean, where you think it's the end of the card, it's Penta and Loki. Yeah, right. Like, that's the only match that's left on the card. It hasn't happened. As soon as that match was over and Penta and Loki did their little speeches, everyone left because it was too fucking hot to be in there. So, you know, apparently a couple of hardcore fans stayed around and, you know, Darius came back out and then uh, Mike Verna came out and beat him for the championship, which is really cool. And I admire that tier one has a story like that going through. Well, somebody on their Facebook commented sure. on this. So obviously don't take any of this seriously. This is fucking Facebook. This comments. is just a person, a fan or something. ACH did look like he hurt his arm in. Yeah, there was a weird thing that happened in his ma- in his title match with Darius Carter. I saw one person next to me go, oh, shit. Yeah, like he he looked super angry and that match just kind of fizzled sure um, at the end, yeah so people are wondering like was he supposed to win the championship belt and was darius just supposed to drop it and so they just put on a fucking one minute show at a one sure. minute match at the end of the show to just get the belt off of him sure and they had to put it on somebody possibly who knows man uh i would say on the whole i did have fun um i would say that if not for how fucking hot it was and the quote unquote 160 arena end quote, uh, it's like what 160 48th Street, Brooklyn, something like that. Some it's like a warehouse at that place. I don't think that I would go back for like the summer. I think, like you said, if that match, if that card had happened in like November, it had probably been just fine. Uh, yeah, that- I would, I would go back, I would definitely go back. I would. First off, I'd go see a tier one show yeah. at pretty much any other place in the city because they attack attract some great talent. They have sure. a bunch of great local talent as well. Um, and I would go back to that same venue in the fall, but I will not be going back to in that same venue anytime in the next two or three even four months. Right. I also, because I, I, I think that, you know, there was a lot of problems that happened at that show that, again, this is the the only impression we've had from them live. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it sucks, you know, having ring problems and having, you know, video people come late, organizational issues, the whole thing with the line getting in, but you never know when it's just the perfect storm of just something fucked up their day. Think about when we went to that Evolve show and they were talking about how they had had a truck flip on the highway. Yeah, and on they the like way lost in. their posters and a bunch of yada, merch yada. stuff. I mean, and it threw off their whole production. Like it happens, and something like Riddle getting sick really sucks because you named the event after him. But it happens. I wouldn't hold that against Tier One Wrestling. Um, I definitely want to go do another Tier One show. Not at the 160 arena in the summer, but if they have one at another venue in the summer 
or you know closer to fall time, I'm, I'd be willing to go back there and check out another show. Uh, we really want to try to reach out to the people from Tier One and talk to somebody uh, and just have somebody come on. Uh, we Dennis was the contact. Dennis Long. Uh, we tried to reach out to him to talk the day of the show. Obviously, shit was crazy there, uh, so he didn't have time. Um, so Dennis or anyone from Tier One, if you're listening, we'd love to talk to you more uh, and, and talk about the promotion on air. Um, and like I said, on the whole, fun card. A lot of fun matches. Uh, fucking Penta and Loki was sick. The fact that they got those two in the ring together for the first time yeah, is impressive right. uh, for any promotion. For any promotion, but yeah, the fact that it was just not to not to kind of be mean, but right. just you know, a, a very small Indie independent promotion. Pro, independent promotion in New York. Like, yeah, no, it's impressive, and uh, a lot of cool stuff going on over there. Um, I'd be interested to see what what their internet video is like, whether it's a streaming service or if it's like DVDs. Because uh, yeah. they had the film crew. There. Yeah, they 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 were obviously recording it for something or somebody. Sure. Uh, um, so who knows if it's included in you know some video streaming services sure. packages or if they make DVDs or right. again, hopefully if someone from tier one listens to this uh, or someone who knows someone at tier one, we'd love to have you on to talk more about it and, and learn more about the promotion. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely would say it's worth checking out an Evolve show. Uh, just bring a fan. If it's at you the one sixty arena tier one, what'd I say? Evolve. Oh, whoops. It's, it's a little hot here in my house too. I have the air conditioner off for today's, recording uh for well, anyway once anyway it's 8 30 yeah. fucking wrap this check out tier one wrestling uh and we'll hopefully go to another one soon and, and report back we have evolve coming up in uh what a week and a half well it'll be a it'll be a week from money in the bank yeah we're we have a very wrestle heavy month this yeah. month recording we're recording this on wednesday we'll put it up probably tomorrow thursday or friday um so uh anyway now we'll actually really close the show. Yep. You can follow Bob on Twitter at Bob Faggity, me at CBPointExtra on Twitter or Instagram. And also you can follow both of us on Facebook and Twitter at Small Package uh, POD. Uh, we post a bunch of stuff to our Facebook from the wrestling stuff that we go to, so it's worth checking out. Thank you guys so much. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Small Package Show with results from Money in the Bank. And celebrating Corey's birthday. Oh, yeah, shit. Happy birthday to me next week, I guess. All right, later, guys. See ya.